Good morning, blessed people. This is Chad Brashears, and you're listening to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. This podcast is about creating a behind-the-scenes look with coaches, fans, and reporters from our point of view, sharing cool stories as only we've lived them. The goal is for you to learn something new to help your life and allow yourself to take a break from everyday chaos and let us give you a behind-the-scenes look into our world. Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast begins in... Welcome back. Tuesday, January the 5th, 2021. A lot going on in the sports world the last 24 hours with regards to coaches losing their jobs and vacant spots opened in front offices. We also have some college news as Steve Sarkeesian is trying to put together his Texas coaching staff as well as prepare for a national championship with the uh, Crimson Tide. The Boston Red Sox hired Bianca Smith, the first African-American woman to coach in professional baseball. And on the college basketball front, it looks like Villanova is going to postpone their next three games again because of COVID. Speaking of COVID, a quarantining Mike Krzyzewski is going to miss the BC game and thinks he will be back against Wake Forest. I, uh, I've followed a lot of sports over the last couple of years, and it just seems to me that the COVID is hitting the Duke Blue Devils a little bit more than everybody else. Maybe it's just me, but it's just definitely something that uh, I've kind of taken a notice to. Um, looks like Boston University and Holy Cross are both to wear masks during the basketball game today. They will be the first to do this. Um, I'm interested to see how this goes because we have spoken here in Washington County Public Schools that if we are to come back and play, more than likely we're going to wear masks. So I do actually want to see, and I'm very intrigued to see, how they will you know, uh, handle the mask wearing and how the coaches coach with them in the mask wearing because that's going to be a pretty good indicator on what we're going to be able to do at our level. Plus, these guys are in much better shape than uh, we are, and uh, they have the resources that we don't with regards to uh, you know rehab and all that kind of stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how those coaches handle all of that information. With this being a Tuesday, we're going to try something new here in 2021, and we're going to try to just go with the idea of it being Trust Tuesday. You know, trust is a, a very important thing in life, not just in relationships, but life in general. You got to be, you know, honest with yourself, and you got to be honest with the people that you uh, that you love, your spouse, your girlfriend, your, you know, your parents, your kids, your coworkers, your players. If you're a coach, um, you know, your staff with, with uh, you running a program. But trust is a big factor. If they don't trust you, they're not going to buy into you. As, as you know, if you go from a coach's perspective, they don't trust you. They're not going to give you work to do. And if you have trust issues at the home front, that's going to make things very difficult. So I want to try to become better at explaining trust to others. And I want those individuals to look inside their lives so that, you know, they can become more trustworthy to the people that mean most to them. And hopefully they can gain something from that here on the show. I have a couple guests coming on today, so looking forward to having those guys on, and we will be back here shortly with them. To Never My Wildest Dream podcast, my my guest that uh, 
I'm really looking forward to interviewing today as a kid that I've known since he was 14. Maybe a little bit before that, I was able to recruit him to come play basketball with me at uh, St. Mary Gretti High School here in Hagerstown. And uh, he graduated from uh, high school in 2011. He went to prep school in Maine for basketball as well. And then Dylan's path took a huge turn in a uh, very awesome way for his life when he went to Penn State Altoona. I did, uh, he played basketball there as well as he majored in business with a focus in entrepreneurship. And he was on the Sheets Foundation. Yes, Sheets as in where we go get gas and coffee. He was on the Sheets Foundation scholarship to learn how to be an entrepreneur and how to uh, change his life and uh, make it better. And, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to talking to Dylan and kind of getting some info on what, how his life is going right now, what his changes have been made. And uh, so with uh, no more uh, waiting, Dylan Leisure, thanks for being on my show. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate you. So you, uh, you, you know, you and I've known each other for a very long time. You played ball for me. I've, I've coached, I coached against you in college, and you know, I had a blast doing that. That was awesome to, uh, you know, to see you doing that. But the part that is awesome for me is you're a hard worker. Okay, you worked hard for me in the gym. You worked hard for me in the weight room. You, you worked hard at your craft. What I really like is the fact that you've worked hard to build your brand. And you have been dedicated to building you, and you've been able to do some really great things and meet some really cool people. And I just kind of want to pick some of that now. I mean, you know, before we got on air, you were talking about how you had dinner with Gary Vaynerchuk. You were able to introduce Steve Sheets, who is the owner of Sheets, to Gary V. And, you know, you were able to kind of piece some stuff together. Talk me through a little bit of that and how that has transformed you into going up to New York City, living and kind of, you know, beat working for Gary Vee and doing some stuff under the envelope of his stuff up there in New York City. Yeah, for sure. So uh, uh, I guess it all, you know, it, it all kind of ties back into the start of all of this, right? So, you know, uh, growing up, always played ball, but, you know, I always had a, you know, a side of me that, you know, wanted to take on this kind of like this business aspect of my career, right? Whether it's entrepreneurship or you know, trying to learn the ins and outs of business and, you know, growing up in an entrepreneurial family, you know, I kind of always had that, but I didn't know how to kind of transition from sports into that and whatnot. But, uh, you know, kind of flash forward from high school to college. Um, you know, I was, like you said, I was introduced, uh, and got inducted into the Sheets Fellows Program. Um, and Steve Sheets was my assigned mentor, uh, in the program. So I kind of took like a, a dive into this this world, right? And it kind of opened my eyes up and be like, hey, like there's so much more out there for, you know, my what I'm really passionate about and my interest. And, you know, it was really just trying to find, you know, that next step in, in, in life, you know, uh, being in college, you know, there's, you know, as a college student, anyone kind of can, can contest to this, it's uh sometimes you get lost, you know, you're just trying to figure out what's next and then, you know, and, um, it's not just college, dude. It's everybody and any age, there's no age bracket on that one. Is there? <laughs> no, no, not at all. But, uh, you know, it, it kind of hit me hard in college cause it was, you know, I was playing ball and that's all I, that's all I was doing, you know? And then in college, you know, I was like, you know, trying to get, I was getting, starting to get interested in other things. So, uh, you know, one of the first things I was doing was, uh, a clothing line mm-hmm. and, uh, I didn't know what the what the hell I was doing, you know what I mean? But I just, uh, it was called Freedom Fin at the time, and uh, 
you know, I was running around campus selling fucking shirts that were like screen printed. The quality was terrible and whatnot. But, you know, I had this this vision. I was like, yo, I want to start a brand, you know. I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, and kind of through that, like Steve kind of noticed uh, what, you know, what I was doing. And then, you know, when I was assigned my mentor, he kind of took me under his wing and uh, he helped me get a loan to fund it. Um, long story short, the shit flopped, right? But I don't really look at that as being like a failure. It's more so just a learning, right? And and this this step, you know, it's, it's all like leveling up, you know what I mean? Just yep. like learning, moving forward, learning, moving forward. So, uh, so continue to work. Got interested in like the marketing side of things. Like one thing I found through doing this uh, clothing lines, like, you know, I like marketing. I like branding. I, I like building stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I like putting in that work. Uh, and, and seeing it pay off, you know. So, uh, you know, through that, you know, I, I was all also doing like some real estate stuff. Like, got a got a house in Altoona, rented it to my roommates. I lived there, kind of helped pay for, you know, it was my side money in school. I had started a video game arcade as well in college. Uh, so I was, you know, always hustling, always doing how I always had my hands in something. Um, was learning under Steve. Uh, ended up connecting with the late, this lady named Colleen Divorce, who uh, was the brand director for Sheets when they did the rebranding in the early 2000s. Okay. And uh, she kind of took me under her wing and brought me into this, this branding like world, right? Into this new, new market, this new industry, this new kind of career path. And uh, I worked um, kind of like a glorified intern under her, um, her company at the time, which is called Brand Demon um, Strategy and Design, they're based out of Altoona. But uh, you know, she was she was really pivotal for my career because she's had you know twenty years of brand experience, worked with Revlon and Procter and Gamble as brand directors for both of those organizations, those companies. Um, and uh, before she went to to Sheets, right? So I had so now I had Steve, I had Colleen. Um, and I was just trying to soak up as much as I could, you know, soak up at the time, you know. And uh, I graduated from college. I, I decided to, uh, you know, leave Colleen's um, agency. I come back home and I, and I help my dad rebrand and renovate his business, uh, which was like a good year and a half, two year pro- uh, process. Um, you know, we did everything from, you know, the actual concept, like the, the new concept for the bar and the branding, new logo, and all that, new website, social media presence, content. So I took everything I learned, applied it to, to for my dad's business. We increased sales by 40, 40%. Did a re-grand opening. Everything went great. Now, that so, is Colonial uh, Bar and Grill here in Hagerstown. So your family has owned Colonial Bar and Grill for how long? Uh, it's been in the family now. It's going on like 35 years. That's awesome. Years. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, I just want to throw that out there so the people that are listening, you know, go to Colonial Bar and Grill. Unbelievable food, great, great drinks, awesome atmosphere. Dylan's done a great job. His family do an awesome job running that place. But I just want to throw that out there because I want to make sure people knew what you helped your dad grow and build and stuff like that. So back For to your story. Sure. Definitely, definitely. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, I helped my pops with that that whole project. Um it taught me a lot about, uh, you know, one from like executing, like having a plan and executing it. Taught me a lot about managing, um, you know, a project, working with people, um, being the leader in a team, um, 
And then through that, like, at that point in time, too, I was I was kind of, like, handpicking some of these, some of my friends that, you know, were into, like, the paid social space or the, the design, the branding and the design space, the video, the photography. Um, and I was handpicking them. And, I, and before I knew it, I kind of had a team around me. And I was like, yo, like, this is dope. Like, I'd like to do this not just for my dad's business, but maybe, you know, for other businesses or other people or, you know, start our own thing and do our own content and this, that, and that there. So uh, at that point in time, too, we, uh, you know, we started uh, uh, a company, a brand, and it's called Unknown Creative mm-hmm. Collective. Yep. And and so uh, once the project with my, my pops was kind of buttoned up and... Um, we did the re-grand opening. You know, I wanted to, uh, I, I felt like there was another, like this like next step that I wanted to, 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 to go to and uh, this next point in my career. And one of the things was, you know, I've always followed uh, Gary V. He yep. was like, even in college, Gary V's content, you know, really sparked my, my mindset into like, you know, eat, eat dirt, you know what I mean? Like put in, the, put in the hours, put in the foundation, the ground level, and then build up from there. And if you do that and you're consistent with it, like good things will come. Right. So I was online. I was online one day, and um, I uh, seen a, a ticket for Gary, and um, he was speaking down in um, I forget the college down in DC. And uh, long story short, there's a bunch of speakers down there, and Gary was one of the headline speakers, but he was also doing a private dinner after his speech. And so this whole like package deal ticket thing was like a $5,000 ticket. At that point in time, I really didn't have like damn near that much money to like be spending on something like this. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 it was honestly the best, it turned out to be the best investment that I've ever made. Um, bought the ticket and, uh, it was, you know, the dinner was like a couple weeks out. And I was telling my friends, telling my family, I'm doing this. And they're like looking at me like, you're fucking crazy. Like, why you're spending $5,000 to have dinner with this, like, with who's Gary V? Right. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, you know, yeah, it sounds crazy. You know what I mean? Yep. But you know those moments in your life where it's like one, like one thing just goes your way. And it's just like, it's just like the, the stars align, right? And it's yep. just like God or whatever you believe in just like gives you something. Yep. This was like one of those moments because go down to the to watch Gary speak. Tony Robbins was the headline speaker after him. He's pretty good and too. So, I've heard him speak. And he's pretty good too. So the the dinner is only supposed to be six of us at the dinner. Well, Gary spoke and then there's a couple of the speakers, then Tony Robbins was like the main headline speaker. I left I left early because I was gonna go and eat dinner before going to the to Gary's dinner because one thing that I, I learned is like when you're in these rooms and this was like a, from just like a networking standpoint, it's like, don't go to that dinner, like wanting to eat food, like go to that dinner, wanting to connect with them. Like while everybody else is eating, this is how I'm thinking. While everyone else is eating, I'm going to be talking to Gary. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. You're eating so, knowledge, not food at that it, time. Exactly. Exactly. So I left to get food. Well, on my way out to the car, I get a call, and uh, I took my buddy Matt, uh, Matt Stevens, with me. Who he's also a part of, uh, of what's now called Known, and we'll get to that. But uh, unknown at the time, 
Um, and uh, it was only one dinner ticket, but I had like two conference tickets. So he was with me. We're walking to the car. I get a call. And this lady's like, hey, like, are you uh, are you coming to the Gary dinner? And I'm like, well, well yeah, of course. Like, you know, I, I paid, you know, five bands for this dinner. She goes, oh, well, you're late. I said, late? What do you mean late? I said, the dinner's at eight o'clock. I said, it, it, it's six right now. She goes, oh, well, we, we messed up the times of the dinner on a ticket. It's at six. It's not at eight. Oh, my goodness. I was like, oh, fuck. She's like, can you get to the dinner? I said, I said, yeah, I said, I can get to the dinner. So I hop in the car. I'm hitting all the red lights, you know, driving down in, like, in, in DMV down there in D.C., Virginia. It's like, you know, traffic's crazy at around that time, and. I'm hitting every red light. I'm like, this cannot be happening to me. You know, I finally get to the to the steakhouse where they're having the dinner. And I'm like, you know, 30 minutes late. And I'm like, I, I can't believe, you know, like this is going on. Like everyone else is there. I'm going to be looking like, you know, an asshole, like showing up late. Like this is not good. Uh, one thing that I'm really, you know, uh, 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 is like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like I hate being, I hate being late. Like I always try to be on time or early. Right. Uh, it's like, yeah. So, so I'm like showing up late. I'm like, this is not good. I, I, I run into the steakhouse and the hostess is like, why are you out of breath? I'm like, I'm late for this dinner. She goes, she looks at me. She says, no, you're not. I said, I said, yeah, I am. So she, she takes me back into the room and it's literally just Gary, his brand director. And, uh, one of his videographers at the time, and no one else was in the room. Long story short, no one else showed up. Oh wow! So, so you had a one-on-one dinner with Gary V for how long? A couple hours? Like an hour and a half. That's awesome. And you know, through that dinner, um, you know, I was able to share my story with them, um, and then I was able. And my only my ace in my pocket was Steve. Right? He's like, you know. The Sheets family is the 120th richest family in the country, right? So right. what they're able to build, and it's privately held, there's no outside investments into that that business. So this, like, billion-dollar family was kind of like my, you know, and Steve was kind of my ace in my pocket, and I was like, the only value I have to give to Gary is Steve. So I made that connection, and through that, I was able to kind of build this relationship with Gary, and um, then that's how I ended up getting on Team Gary V right. was through that. Yeah. So you're on Team Gary V. You moved to New York City. You know. Fast, yep. Fast forward on Team Gary V. Moved, moved to New York City. My role on Team Gary uh, was to run social media accounts for his good buddy, Aton Sugarman, who is now a close friend and mentor of mine still to this day. Aton owns uh, Made in New York Pizza, the Hunt and Fish Club, uh, the White Horse Tavern, and at the time, he also had a, a restaurant called uh, Southern Hospitality, who uh, the co-owner of that is Justin Timberlake. Oh, wow. So Aton a- um, a- is like the go-to hospitality guy in New York City. He's had clubs, um, he's had restaurants, bars, he's, he's done it all in the hospitality space. Um super amazing guy and so you know that was my my project was to run these 
the social media accounts. And that's when I really got my foot in the door when it comes to the social media space. And so, uh, you know, through that, um, you know, I, I did that for about six to, you know, eight months. And then I got to a point to where I, I just felt like I, I needed to grow and kind of move to the next level. You know, there's only so much that you could do and, and learning in that space. Doing that, you know, I got to work out of the, you know, VaynerMedia office. I got to, you know, learn what they're, you know, they're doing and, and seeing what they're doing from a ground level, from the executing a social media strategy to executing content. Um, to doing paid ads, doing shout outs, do all, all that stuff, right? Kind of like learning the whole ecosystem. Um, like I said, uh, got to a point to where I, I wanted to do something different. But uh, kind of before that, I was, uh, we, we threw an influencer event for, for his one pizza restaurant, uh, Made in New York Pizza. And so at the pizza event, um, Gary, Aton and DJ Clue were like kind of like the the, the 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 guys hosting it, and uh, and so through the pizza event, I connected with Clue because he's an investor and made in New York Pizza, and um, Clue was leaving. Uh, and I'm not. From, I don't know if you're familiar with DJ Clue or not, but uh, I, I listen. I listened to DJ Clue back in the day when I was still playing ball Goretti. That's how. That, yeah. That's the DJ Clue I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Clue was leaving the pizza event, and I stopped. And I was like, "Hey, thanks for coming out." Da, da, da. And he kind of knew of me because I was running the social media for his his pizza shop, right? Um, but he was like, "Yo, who? You know what I mean? Like, who the fuck's this kid?" So, <laughs> I I stopped him. I stopped him. Was like, "Hey, like, thanks for coming out. Like, appreciate you." Da da da. da. And, like, I always try to, like, you know, put myself out there and try to connect with someone, you know what I mean? Right. And so and so he knew I was on, like, Team Gary at the time and, and whatnot. But uh, I look at him, I was like, I said, you be playing ball? Because I knew he played ball. And so I said, you be playing ball? He's like, yeah. He's like, I was like, where are you playing? He's like, I play at Chelsea Pierce, da, 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 da. So I was like, oh, where? He's like, you be playing? I was like, yeah. It's like, I, you know, I be playing with Gary, but they play at, like, 6 a.m. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, oh, no, no, no. He's like, here, take my number. So he gave me his number. Um, and then, long story short, connected with him. I uh, went and played ball with him. And then we started, you know, forming this kind of this, this, this relationship. And then I, he started bringing me around. And I started, you know, doing all his content and in the hip-hop space. And, I, you know, I'm shooting interviews with rick ross and um the baby and all this other stuff i'm traveling with clue doing all his like personal photography uh he's taking me around the country and kind of like being his his go-to guy that relationship now he's like you know one of my best friends now to this day that's awesome we still we still do stuff together um and whatnot through all of that too i uh ended up transitioning to another agency and uh, at the time, um, I was working from from the time I was working with Gary on, with uh, Team Gary V. Transitioned to another agency called Cogent World Entertainment. They brought me in, and I started running the socials for uh, Way of Wade. So I was running um, all the socials for Dwayne Wade's brand and Leaning Hoops. Okay. And so you know, I got my foot in the door. I was doing their social media, and their branding. I was working under a uh, kid named Austin. Um, who was kind of like my, like a mentor to me, another mentor to me in this like marketing branding space. 
So I was doing that. It was like my nine to five. And then when I would leave there, I would go straight to the studio, to Clue's studio, um, which is like right next door to the Breakfast Club and iHeartRadio, iHeartMedia, downtown New York. And so I would do that nine to five and I would go either play ball with Clue and then we would go to the station or we'd go to the station first and then we'd go play ball. And this was like my life probably for like nine months, um, almost up until the pandemic. And so, uh, you know, I was doing that, you know, just grinding, you know what I mean? Like when you talk about putting in the hours, like I was putting in those hours, you know, mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, after Clue would be on set from like five to 10, Monday through Friday. So after that, you know, we'd go get dinner then we would shower up, chill out for a little bit. And then we go to the club from one to one, one thirty two to four in the morning. And this was, that was the lifestyle for damn near a year. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's brought me, you know, great opportunity. Um, like I said, I was doing that and then I ended up, you know, now I'm working with the NBA, uh, running their tick, their TikTok and Snapchat account. Yep. Um, for the NBA now, mm-hmm. and uh, I have known, and you know we're servicing clients. I have two artists, uh, uh, part of uh, Known Sound, um, which is our music division of the company. Uh, one of the one of the kids' his name is Fresco Trey, up and coming, super super dope, uh, has a great sound. Another kid is a kid named Cam Hauser. Um, mostly, a lot of people in the area know his brother, Little Skies. So now Cam has has come to the team um, as well. So, you know, just kind of like helping these kids build their brand, develop their sound and help them, you know, put them in a a position to win, you know, and put them in a position to achieve that success that they deserve. Um, And then, you know, doing all the content stuff, still working with Clue and and whatnot. But in a a nutshell, that's kind of the journey. That's You know, know, it's funny. I took some notes while you were talking, Dylan, and, you know, your journey is unbelievable. And that's kind of what I want to share on my show is – you know, talk about, you know, different things that you have the ability to do behind the scenes that the normal person going to New York City is not going to hoop with DJ Clue or go to the club with them or, you know, grab dinner and any of that stuff. You know, a lot of people I know go on YouTube or on, you know, different social media sites and try to grab what Gary talks about. But the difference was is you got to peek your head out your door. If I'm not mistaken, when you and I've talked before, like his office was right next door to yours. So you got an opportunity to pick his brain that wasn't something that was, you know, quote-unquote, produced for others to hear. Um, you know, and, and you've done an awesome job, and I'm really proud of you, you know, as, as a coach. I always told you guys, you all like my sons, and you've done an unbelievable job with your life, and I'm proud of you for that. Some of my notes that I took down that I think is important, um, the way you speak about failure, I can tell that you've been under Gary V's uh, tutelage because that dude seeks out failure in order to become more successful as the next step, and I definitely can see where he has uh, helped you with that. And you invested in yourself. That's big. A lot of people don't think about investing in themselves. They always are worried to uh, spend that $5,000. And that $5,000 has pretty much flipped itself on its head. And you've gotten to have an unbelievable career. At, and yet at a very young age, you've been able to accomplish a lot. Um, every Tuesday on my show, I call it Trust Tuesday. And, uh-huh. and, and I think that's important because, you know, you can talk about, you know, Personal relationships, you know, spouse, girlfriend, whatever. You can talk about family relationships inside of locker rooms with coaches and staff relationships, co-workers with business. To you, 
the guys that you now work for or you have worked for and you worked with, they had to have trust in you to complete the project. They had to have trust in you to handle yourself in a proper manner to represent them and their brand. Explain to me how important trust was in your journey to get you from walking across the stage at Penn State Altoona to doing the TikTok account for the NBA. At that point, where did trust become a huge factor for you in that process so that the listeners and the guys that I pass this along to on my current roster at South Hagerstown High School get to understand how important it is, not just at that level of life, but now we're talking in the real world and how it factors itself there. I mean, you know, trust to me is, you know, just a quality that I've always embodied uh, or, you know, I seek out to, like, really bring into, like, my life. Um, It's when you're working with people, you know, your word is everything. You know what I mean? And, And once and once you you do, you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, then you become unreliable, right? Yep. And if you become un- unreliable, then, you know, your opportunities are going to dwindle because then people aren't going to reach out to you and, and ask you to do this or do that, right? So it's like your word is everything. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, it's whatever I was tasked with, no matter, you know, how difficult it was, I was going to find a way to get it done. And if I didn't know how to do it, you know what I mean? I'm going to reach out and find someone who can help me get get it done, you know? And working, like you said, like working with a lot of the, especially a lot of high-profile people and high-profile companies, um, it's, it's tough because you could, you could fuck up one time and it could, you know, it could fuck up a lot of things, but you just can't, you can't be afraid, you know what I mean? You can't be afraid to fail. Um, and I don't know if that answers your question, but like, Trust is like, I mean, it's really everything, you know, even with like my team, mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, I got to be able to trust my team, you know, if, if we're working with a brand or, or a client or, you know, we're doing something for Clue, yep. you know, I have that relationship directly with Clue, mm-hmm. but now I got to trust my team to be like, yo, we're going to get this shit done and I'm going to trust you guys. You guys are going to get it done the right way because then if it goes back to Clue and it's not done the right way your that's ass, my is ass in the box. that's my ass on the line exactly you know exactly. and i i've spent hours and hours and hours building these relationships with these people to get them to trust me in a point where you know they'll hand me uh a budget or they'll hand me content or they'll hand me this to get this shit done right you know what i mean and um and that you know that that was always you know i was I, and it, it, you have to and i and a lot of people say like trust is earned but I'm one of those people where it's like I trust you until like you you mess up. You right. know what I mean? Until mm-hmm. until you start taking it away from yourself. Yep. Then you know what I mean? So No, I, I totally get what you're saying. And the the one thing that's important that stuck out to me when with what you just said was that, you know, if your team messes up, that's not your ass on the line, that's your friendship. Because you, mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier that Clue was a good friend and you know, you don't want to screw up and then now now you gotta He's not talking to you as clue business. He's talking to you as clue friend. And, and those those cuts are a little deeper if you're not doing the right stuff that you need to do in order to take care of business like he's recounting on you or, he, or you know, you're required to do for him. So, um, no, you did answer my question. I just, a lot of people don't translate the real world from what they're what the world they live in like when and, and i'm not talking about i'm talking more about my players and college kids like when you were in college you wouldn't think eh, 
if I don't go to class today, no, I'm not missing nothing. But if you don't go to work today, you're missing a lot. And and I think that's something that is important. And that's why I wanted to talk about the trust thing with you and, and kind of throw it in with being a trust Tuesday. But so you're living at home. Well, well, not at home. You're living in Hagerstown. I, I shouldn't have said it that way. You're living back in town for a while until the uh, the city kind of opens back up from the pandemic. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. Cool. I I love having you back in town. Um, you know, I loved having you on the show. I I'd love to have you on some more, just so we can kind of pick your brain. I uh, I'm really intrigued at what you do and how you do it and how successful you've been. Like I said, I'm proud of you. Um. The Colonial Bar and Grill. Are you still helping Dad out there a little bit now that you're back in uh, back in Hagerstown? Yeah, yeah, I'm helping out a little bit. Um, trying to implement some online ordering stuff for him. And, there you and go. Whatnot. So there you yeah. go. Um, I hope you stay safe. I uh, I look for forward. Sure. I look forward to getting you back on here. Hope we can catch up. Maybe go grab some food or something like that. But uh, I appreciate your time today. I know you're a busy guy, but like I said, I wanted to steal your brain for a couple minutes, and I appreciate you uh, trusting my podcast and getting on it. For sure. No, I appreciate you having me on. Um, likewise, grateful for everything you've done for me in my life, and uh, let's do a part two. You're very welcome. All right. Man, what an awesome, uh, awesome conversation we just had there. I really, uh, I really wanted to talk to Dylan. I look forward to talking to him every single time he comes back into town. The dude's living a, uh, a fun life. Um, I know he's working hard. I try to keep telling him to get have that life balance. Don't go too crazy. But uh, you know, Dylan is a, he's a very ambitious young man, and I'm proud of him. Um, as I tell all my players, you know, they do become sons. God gave me. Two biological daughters, and I've had you know a ton of sons come through my life, and you know the text messages still continue, and the the calls, and you know, hey coach, I bought a house, or coach, I'm getting married, coach, I have I'm having a child. They uh, they do come, but you know, for me that was really important to get Dylan on here and kind of talk about what he's doing and how he's grown, and I'm going to try to do that with some of my uh, former players too, because not just that this being about sports, but this can be about about life too, and. Uh, you know, so I'm excited about today's show. I'm really happy with the way that it has gone on. We will uh, we'll be posting this here on YouTube very shortly, and I uh, look forward to being back on first thing tomorrow morning. And as Dylan and I talked, he said the uh, the name's kind of dope, Never My Wildest Dreams. And, you know, Dylan's living out his dream, and I've been fortunate to be a coach and live out my dreams. And my goal in here is to help motivate you to gain some knowledge, and maybe you can go chase your dreams of your own. So until then, I will talk to you guys tomorrow morning. Have a great evening.